Welcome back, fight fans, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ultra MMA Podcast. I hope you're all well and ready for another episode of the show. I'm your host, Jake Jones, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, the dynamic duo is back, the one and only Mr. Sean Gilly. How are things, my man? Mia, I am good to be back on the show, man. Mate, it's a pleasure to have you. We've had a busy few weeks, we've had some great guests on the show, and it's good to have you back. So, you guys listen, may notice that we haven't got a guest this week, and you might be thinking, well, that's shit. Well, this week I've decided to make lemonade from what we have, and I feel that we've got everything we need here. What do I mean by that? Well, Sean is a fighter, a star, and a topic amongst many other things. So, I feel it's right to give him his time in the spotlight. You guys get to get to know him a little bit more. That's right, my guest this week is His Highness himself. It's Sean. Um, So we're going to delve into everything with you, mate. Your MMA career, your DJing history, your current ventures in esports. We've got a lot to crack on with, so let's do it. Firstly, mate, let's quickly talk about our history. Basically, we've been on this podcast now for six months or so, right? Yeah. I think so. Me me and Liam, my producer, were basically looking to put a show together. I was going to host it. But I wanted a co-host who I knew was first going to be solid, who was also relevant in the sport. But there was also that idea that, that they had to be impartial. You couldn't have a fighter, say, for, from Bellator or anything, because they're always going to want to talk about Bellator. Yeah. You couldn't have a, a guy, even like Mike Goldberg, you couldn't have someone like that because they are they are signed to Bellator, or John Gooden, because he is a, a UFC commentator. So I was looking around thinking, right, who's really relevant in the sport but someone who's also fun, got that that element about them? And along came Sean. I saw him <laughs> online. I thought, you know what? Let's give it a go. Let's send him a message. Sent you a message, and you basically your response was, "You are up for something, something new. Try and sign Kels out." And yeah. now six months down the line, we've got this going. <laughs> it's good, man. It's crazy, isn't it, mate? It's absolutely lovely. I love it, man. It's, it's good fun. Um, right. So, as I said, what drew me to you was basically your previous career, your venture in MMA as well. So mm-hmm. let's talk about basically. Let's start from day one. MTV. Talk to yeah. me, how did that come along? Um, so, Sean, you were a DJ signed to MTV, is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, basically, it came along not so easy. Basically, <laughs> I w- <laughs> yeah, no, as you expect. Yeah. I was actually in the army, in the infantry. Right. British army, yeah. Um, I got injured and on my right elbow. Fine now, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was injured, I was, being, I was putting like a platoon, like a... Mm-hmm injury platoon and I thought why not take up some producing I'm not really doing anything I'm laid back so I started making me own music and then that progressed just like doing little beats and stuff like that to um, DJing mm-hmm. so I basically just started DJing in your house getting like everyone does to start off with and so then playing at different venues that as well um, I'm gonna come back but it was just like starting off from like a home DJ you know what I mean like yeah, getting yeah. the mixes out stuff like that and just basically, um, yeah, like I say, doing DJ nights in Newcastle and then getting picked up by a management called um, Yoga Top Management, which is actually a massive management down like Birmingham. Right, okay. Yeah. And then um, it was just one, con- <laughs> it was just, we had one phone call, it was like, Sean, I've got a big um, announcement. Um, would you like to come DJ for Floyd Mayweather on tour? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, I think you got the wrong number, mate. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because that was going to be my next venture we're going to go into with you. Right. Yeah. So, those listening, yeah. Uh, 
our guy Sean was the DJ for Floyd Mayweather's tour. Yeah, um, I mean, talk to us about that. How was that? Like, I, I've been doing some research into it. You had them; they had some great guests there as well. There's Mason Noise, Heavy D from Storytellers. Yeah, yeah. You had, it looked like you guys had some great nights. What was the overall experience like in in um, from day one there? So you got that phone call. <sighs> you thought, shit, this is actually gonna happen. What, what went on from there? Yeah, just I, I don't know, I don't know. I was speechless. I was, I laid down doing now. I was speechless. I'm still am speechless. I did it. I was like overwhelmed. I was like, yeah, I think you have got the wrong number here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Starts rejecting the call like, nah, nah. It's, it's good it's, you're playing me on it. <laughs> <laughs> All these spam calls. Yeah, man. But so, the um, the um, it was crazy because I, this is the funny part. And um, we went out with all the management team, Mason Noise and everything, right? And I didn't DJ until half two, three in the morning. Really? <laughs> yeah. Flipping. But I assume, because this was at a club, wasn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, it was... I assume at that time it was still busy. Oh, it was still it was mad. Mobbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mad. So, so what night was this for, for Floyd? It wasn't after a fight, was it? It was just a tour? It was a tour. Um, I, I don't know. Back in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. before the flight. I think it was like coming up. Where they were talking shite, McGregor and Floyd. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was about that. So on the on the tour, did you meet Floyd himself? Yeah, like... and he, and his DJ as well. Like he brings his own DJ as well. His DJ Bling. He was actually he's actually a decent lad. Yeah. What, what's <laughs> Floyd like then? He's small as out, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's all well and good saying when you're yeah, over six yeah. foot, but yeah, he's, he's, he's not the biggest. Lad. He's tidy. No, he's like a respectable. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's done a lot for his career. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's the hard thing is I, I know some people who, who are like uh, social media teams for like Derek Chisora and David Hay and that. Uh-huh. The thing is, they're still not close to Chisora and Hay because there's still people between them. Like the yeah, management of course. So. That. so it's all well and good obviously saying like that, that you might do something for someone, but it doesn't mean you're actually necessarily knowing them. Um, it's like saying yeah, you exactly, Virgin, yeah. you know Richard Branson. It's not, it's not always a, a thing. <laughs> but as I said, it's cool that you got to meet him. It's cool you got to go around with them people and... yeah officially be the DJ written down for it like I said there's articles out there it's like yeah, yeah. DJ on the night with Sean like, fuck that's mad seeing your name attached to Floyd Mayweather it's crazy isn't it well, another thing I wanted to say about because I know we talked about this in the past as you listeners may know Sean is a northerner he's a Geordie boy um, <laughs> you used to obviously MTV one of their biggest successes was Geordie Shaw it's been massive for them especially in the UK You've mm-hmm. you've spoken to to um, is it Anna? That's her name. Who runs it for? Oh yeah. You you, you went to school <laughs> with Marty. Uh, me and Marty, Marty went to college. Yes, yeah. right. I. So so, what's it been like, kind of growing up around some of them people as well? And like, it's a weird thing. Newcastle is is an incredible place for how many stars we've actually got from that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So... It, it just it's just like little TV shows and stuff and that. They just grow big. So if you got like Charlotte and stuff. They went to like Big Brother and Celebrity yeah. Jungle just from just from a TV show. It's based mm. in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, what what was your story with that? Like, I know you you've spoken to them in the past. Was it that you didn't necessarily want to go on, or was it just something didn't didn't materialize from it? Basically, it just didn't materialize. Like I got <laughs> like the first time I actually applied. I don't know why. I was just in college. I thought, why not give it a go? Mm. <laughs> like everyone did in Newcastle, I think. Yeah, yeah, well. I'm not, yeah. It sounds crazy, but that is one of the biggest things about George Shaw. Like, I, I grew up watching it, and I used to always think, oh, I'd love to go on that show. Yeah. Like, I'm not a Geordie, though, so you do have to kind of know <laughs> but, the group. And, right, not now, do you, Don, do you? Well, no, exactly. Now it's changed completely. But it's even things like um, 
Aaron Chalmers, who we're going to talk mm-hmm. about in a second anyway, but Aaron knew Gaz and all that before he went on the yeah, show, yeah. so he was more yeah. of a late bloomer on the show. But they all knew each other anyway. They all were previous exes or somehow were, were, were in affiliation with each other. So mm-hmm. I think that's the hard thing is getting on there isn't just about who you are as a person, but it's who you know. No, it's, it's, that's in life as well, isn't it? Mate, it, it really is. It is. Quick thing on um, Aaron. He's retired from MMA. I know, what do you think? I heard that. Uh, I heard that. I actually haven't. I was going to message him saying, like, mate, he's always got something big and better, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, well, will, exactly. he, will, he will come up with something. I know he has. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's, he's always going to be doing something very interesting. Uh, sorry, what were you saying about uh, Aaron there? You said about a fighter? Um, basically, he is a really good fighter. Yeah, he is. And he has got loads of potential to still go on, but he's obviously got different plans. Aaron's hands are good. Yeah, Aaron's really hands are is. seriously good. And this is one thing I've said. I've met him at a couple of Bellator events now. Mm-hmm. Every time I've seen him fight, he rocks the person he fights. Yeah, Win 100%. or lose, his hands are good. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the thing is, I get it that some of these guys have been doing doing um, MMA or especially jujitsu for years. It's so hard to come in. And if they, the moment they take you down, even some of these Americans who their wrestling game is so different to ours, it's so much yeah. better. If they take you down, it is hard, and then it's hard to get that sting in your punches. So I do get how Aaron had a bit of a tough run towards the end of his MMA career. Yeah. But overall, he put on some great performances. He fought some good people, like respectable people. That someone else might step in there and go, oh, yeah, they're shit, and then get banged out straight away. I mean, that's a problem. Was that, good. Sorry, but um, basically, I was just sick of death, right? Of everyone criticizing. Yeah. Like, he jumped in like no one else would do. And Absolutely. He did a, a fucking mint job. Mate, to jump in as pro. He really did. The one, I mean, the one thing I would say, though, this is going to completely switch it and sound negative. Uh-huh. I've seen a lot of people commenting recently saying it's a massive shame about him retiring and. Um, talking about kind of moving the scene on, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think MMA is massive anyway, and I think this isn't a huge shame to the MMA community that he's got. Mm-hmm. But for him, I loved him being part of the sport. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was awesome. And, and even if, if he's not going to fight anymore, I would still like to see Aaron participating at Bellator events, whether it's yeah. as a commentator for them or just someone who comes into it um, and helps out from time to time and, and is just a, a familiar he, face in MMA. Yeah, he did that with him, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, did you yeah. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. Well, Fame MMA. I think we were both there, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. so this is we knew each other. Um, for those who don't know, Fame MMA was a. Oh. It's a Polish company. Um, they they are so successful out in Poland. They basically get reality stars slash celebrities to fight in MMA, um, and it's a. Re- I think it's an amazing concept, but it didn't materialise no. in the UK. Um, it had Stephen Bear and Scotty T as they, as what was meant to be the headliner. Yeah. <laughs> with um, Sam Gowland and Marty, uh, is it McKenna? It's yeah, that's right, yeah. It's McKenna, isn't it? Yeah, Sam Gowland and Marty McKenna is the co-head. Um, and and they, they end up fighting. And Sam was good, actually. I, Sam was one of the guys in the night who I was who I was genuinely impressed with. Yeah, I, I said I was there on the night and I was pretty disappointed with the way the event was ran. I felt like it was... <laughs> it was slumped together. They had, they had the production idea... But they ruined it by. Oh, that amazing not... setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Setup. The setup was mint, man. Like, and and like even there, like I say, I was walking around it, and it was nice because the media's what the media pass was literally access mm-hmm. to anything. I could pretty much be next to the cage if I wanted to, and like there was there was like um Olivia Ratwood and all that lot walking around. I was thinking this is, this is cool, but the actual way the event ran in the end wasn't good enough. 
the level of MMA wasn't yeah. good enough. But also, that I think that's not down to the fighters. That is down to the promoter there to say, right, we might need to cut this to two minute rounds instead of three, or instead mm. of instead of five. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, they they needed to make some adjustments to it because it was getting a little bit embarrassing the way the the way the fights were going down. Yeah, um, and also they did a massive set halfway through the event, didn't they, or before the main yeah, event? Yeah, that's right. I and it went right. on too long. It became <laughs> it became a festival event in opposed to an MMA event, um, and, yeah. and and it wasn't broadcast on live TV or anything like that. So for me, that was a perfect event to get on, say, Channel 4, Channel 5, or oh, ITV. Imagine. Imagine. And try and get on there for, like, ex-Love Island contestants or something like that. That would have been... That could have sold incredibly well. But it didn't because it didn't market enough. Like, anyone out there, I don't think, knows what Fame MMA is. Unless <laughs> you're someone like me and you who are involved yeah. in the MMA community. It's, it's a real shame because, in my opinion, it had a lot of potential. But it just wasn't marketed right I've got a confession actually. Um, so I wasn't meant to be going, and obviously my mate got a ticket for my birthday. I was like, oh, fine enough, I'll go down. Mm. And we were we were meant. This is how bad security was, right? And we were meant to be sitting like the top tier of um, the seats. Mm-hmm. Don't know why there was like half. Like so, we thought, oh, we'll just walk down to the cage, and literally we just stood at the cage all event. Yep. See, that does <laughs> not surprise me at all. So when I was there, I I the two things I mentioned about it was. The guy running it is successful. He's good, but mm-hmm. um, well, he's their like production manager. I remember trying to walk around and be like, "Right, where are the media sitting?" And they literally all the staff were going, "I, I don't know. Um, ask, <laughs> ask him, ask him." I wouldn't say his name. Let's call him Ryan for the sake Ryan. of it. But he's not Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I'll oh, go ask Ryan. Go ask Ryan. Go ask Ryan. And it'd be like, "Well, where the fuck is Ryan? <laughs> like, please tell me." Um, and then, as I said, we kind of just kept looking at kept looking around and then they were like oh yeah the media seating is over there and I'm not joking it was probably 50 feet from the cage you couldn't really see the cage too well wow and I thought right these are your media these are your people who are selling the event with you why are you putting them so they can't actually see what's going on so then I um, said you know what I'm not I'm not going to sit here I'm just going to basically do what you did and walk around and I said is that alright they said yep yeah so then I said to them (laughs) I literally said right where's the media room and they're like, oh, there's a room at the back we're going to use. So, okay, cool, let me see it. So I went and saw it, and it was literally, it looked like an empty garage. It was awful. It was a stone-cold room with just a board put up that said Fame MMA. Wow. Now, the thing is, that could have worked yeah. if they'd taken the fucking fighters into it. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm not joking, every fighter went out the back and never came back again. Because I even what? said to a few of them, I said, right, when are they taking the photos to that? And they're like, oh, yeah, they'll go get changed and they'll come do their interviews. And I was like, hmm, weird that there's no media around this area, though, innit? And I literally spoke to, like, these staff many times. And they were going, if I'm honest, mate, I don't think anyone's going to come out anymore. That. And I was like, <laughs> bloody brilliant. So I went there thinking I'm going to get some interviews with some really good up-and-coming, like, viral stars. Yeah. None at all. Because they just None. didn't... No, mate, literally, Whoa. I met... One girl there, Ashley Marie Gamer. She's sound girl, and she she was very sweet. And I spoke to her actually after the event because she was fighting um, George Harrison. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, and and basically at the first press conference, I was there, and Georgia was just she was just trying to sell the fight basically and say, oh, you're going to get your face smashed up, you're going to go to hospital. And I remember saying to Ashley afterwards, I was like, by the way, I think you handled yourself really well. I said, yeah, you you don't need to sell this fight as an MMA fight because you're not an MMA fighter. So I just kind of said to her, like, you, and, and then me and her just had a conversation. 
um, for a little while. And it was it was nice, but the saddest thing was we we had a conversation walking out of the event and on the tube, like in more into London. Okay. It's like, sorry, fame MMA. Why are you not having these guys together to then have everyone to talk? Like for example, get some media involved and say, right, you can have exclusive interviews with so and so. There was just no selling it. I think they tried too hard to market their own event, and they had well, yeah, they had yeah. Charlie Sloth, didn't they, doing the um, yeah, it was right, I and, well, and they had him doing the questions, and it was embarrassing me in the end because he's he's a fantastic guy for promotion, but not when you're trying to sell an MMA event that aren't nah. MMA fighters. Nah. So he kept saying, "Oh, like can, can we get these two squaring off?" Or he kept saying stuff like, um, "Oh." Joe, I think he talked a bit of shit about you, didn't he? What do you feel about that? And the guy would go, <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I don't really mind. Like, You know, I'm just going to get paid from doing this and I'm looking forward to trying something new. That's a yeah, problem, mate. No one got paid. Half of people aren't yeah, like, mod- Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a great... It, it was such a shame because it had potential. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, you were... <laughs> let's move on. Same MMA. <laughs> But you are an MMA fighter. You are. Ooh. You you have now delved into a career in MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I said one of the things that kind of attracted me to to uh, speak to you. Basically, <laughs> you are signed to first round management. Now they that is Malky and Abe Cower, the guys who represent the likes of Yoel Romero, John Jones, etc. Yeah, I mean, first round management are one of the biggest management companies in MMA. Talk to me about. Um, why you got into MMA and then getting signed up with first round? Why I got into MMA was, oh, like literally, right? I'm not even exaggerating. It was about 10, maybe longer, 11 years ago. It's mm. not It's not like MMA, like you would train full-time and commit yourself. Like, I was DJing. Mm-hmm. That was my full-time job. I was out every night traveling, DJing, drinking, as you do as a party star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would, I would do like MMA like once, once, twice a week or something. But um, that's when I started, and uh, to progress from there to taking a fight, man. Oh my dears! Josh, should we talk about that? Yes, mate. Please. <laughs> yeah. So how so, long were you training for you before you took your first amateur bout? Seriously, um, no, no, but we just got a random call of um, a uh, organization called On Top. Yeah. And I, I went to visit, um, in November. I think it was two thousand eight. Um, oh, he's gonna kill me. I actually forgot his name. He was he's in Bellator now. Scottish. Oh, come on, get a Scottish fighter. Come on. Come Robert on. Whiteford. No, no, no. Oh, Ross come Houston's on. obviously Bellator now. Oh, Chris Duncan's Bellator. Yeah, Chris Duncan. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Chris Duncan. So I watched his fight on on top, and the basically I was in talking to people and I was like, "Do you want to fight on the next show?" I was like, Oof, this is this is this is new for me." So I obviously took the fight, and I think I only had like a month of mm. training. This is where it gets difficult, right? So the person I was fighting dropped out on three days' notice. Okay. Right. So I took a. This is my own personal. I had to take it. It was up to me. Coaches let it up to me. Okay. So I took that fight on three days' notice. Right. <laughs> we didn't know. Until after the, f- I'm not making any excuses. It was a good fight. I loved mm. it. I loved every minute of it. I couldn't stop laughing. Like I laughed so much all the way through the cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't know that the fight I had three fights. After, like 
you fall three times. Yeah, yeah. And, and that experience was is huge, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah you're but... making your amateur debut, and then you're coming up against a guy who's got three fights in there. I know that sounds like pe people go, oh, yeah, but it's only three. Well, look at most yeah. people start of their career. It's usually the first person they fight is both their amateur debuts. Or mm. it's like a person with a one, like, who's got one fight below their belt or one loss, etc. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly, yeah. So it's a shame that, like, you kind of got screwed on that. But, yeah, I mean, we were speaking about it a minute ago. I genuinely believe, I've watched the fight, I think you won that fight. <laughs> Mate, everyone did. The referee actually just pulled it to the end. He went, medics, everyone put... Like, I think it was just like the three days notice in a yeah. different town. I think that was it. Well, Judge I, the one thing that I noticed from it as well, which I genuinely love, is you have talent, especially in your striking, mm -hmm. and your kicks as well. So I remember watching it thinking, Sean's pulling off some good shit here, like, and <laughs> looks talented. My issue with it was... I think at the end of the fight, you kind of see that you are the more talented fighter, mm -hmm. but the other guy had more bread and bones with wrestling and was yeah. able to kind of grind the fight out. But let's be honest, towards the end of the last round, you're the one landing better punches, looking better. Mm -hmm. It's just... And I'm not funny, he doesn't look that great with his striking. Yeah. And I think that was the, the disappointing thing. Even if I was a judge doing that, you'd be going, okay, I'll score it for the other guy, but I don't really want to. The other... Like, <laughs> you score it for the guy... Who you fought, but you would actually look at you and go, "Sadly, he's better." It, yeah. it was just one of them fights, and and it, I said that was a bit of a shame. And um, but it was—it's definitely a good learning curve, I guess, for you. Yeah, never leave it to the judges. That's my—I I took, I took that away from that. Never leave it to the judges. Absolutely, man. Well, talk to me then about how first round came about, because was it that event that someone went to, watched it, and then got in contact with you? Um. I got in right, basically I got in contact with first round management. I was like, "This is who I am." I was DJing. Basically, I put myself out there because mm -hmm. I, I was like a little fanboy. Who everyone's saying to first round management, I could like I try and get in there because I'm, I'm, you know, I DJ and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I've got got a spotlight. <laughs> right, so you know, I've I'm, got a bit of a following. <laughs> you know, seventy five thousand on Twitter. I'm not saying anything, but. <laughs> But it's a fanboy, like you, everyone's signed by them, you know. Yeah. Rosie Mazdov, you know. Absolutely. I was like, wow. So um, I contacted them over Instagram, and I got partnered with a trainee, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And basically, wasn't really doing anything. As ma like management are busy. I'm not gonna take that away. Like they're really busy, doing like like massive fighters, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like UFC fighters and stuff like that. So I got put with a trainee. And basically, he wasn't doing anything, and I don't know what happened. He must have got axed from first man. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then <laughs> I contacted Abe, and he goes, I goes, what's happened? He's like, can't, I don't know. I can't really talk about it, but you're now stuck with me. I was like, Yeah, did you say something like, <laughs> did you say, don't worry, you've upgraded. You've got yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Hey, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Basically, I, I'm just still with him. But obviously, with me being an amateur, I can't do anything, and yeah. uh, other other amateurs as well. Be seeing the same. Like, there's no fights going on. We just want to really turn pro. You know what I mean? We'll, I would love to. Uh, I've been thinking about. It. I don't really see anything, but obviously amateurs. I want to turn pro now because they can't get any fights because mm -hmm. of COVID. And pro events are going on. You know what I mean? So you're thinking? Well, yeah, I don't want to see anything. I can't really see anything. Well, I know you, you put it out on Twitter the other day saying like, you'd love to fight for Bellator. <laughs> Mate, that's my is, dream. That is my dream. Yeah, man. But let's work towards it because I, I don't think there's 
a reason that couldn't happen. Yes, there's going to be a bit more training involved and stuff like that. Oh, of like, course, yeah. 100%. But we, hopefully, over the next two months, we're going to start easing with this lockdown a bit more, more and more, or more at least. Um, and then when you can finally get some more training as much as you can in there, it's going to be lush. It's yeah. going to be, hopefully, yeah. very if I, possible. If I got a, a confirmation saying, Sean, you we would like to do a fighting belt or one one time contract. May I'd pack up everything mm. and just train full time. Well you were offered weren't you to go train out in Florida for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um my I've always wanted to do that as well, American top team. Mate, it yeah. will like something will materialise from that at some stage. Yeah. And I, I mean it's even like girls that like you got um Corey McKenna trains from uh BKK Kelmsford under Jack mm-hmm. uh, Jack Mason. She she's trained with American top team before as well. And I think it's just about... I think she's like co... That's her co-team, is essentially. I think it's literally about just making making that first point of contact and then working towards that. And, and in the end, it will all tie together. Yeah. It's going to be... As I said, it'll be wicked. And then I think we all saw the talent there. I was, I was always meaning to ask you as well, whatever happened with uh, Cage Roars? There's a... So obviously this is one of the first things I ever did when I was looking yeah. at like my co-hosts. And, okay. Um, yeah, I saw there's a photo with you and oh, Graham, Graham and yeah, people yeah. was basically saying, oh, MTV DJ, it looks like he might be signing with it. What was the entire story of that? Basically the same. Like, I, like, I was like contacting Cage Warriors. It was just ages ago. Mm. And um, me and Graham had a meeting and Graham obviously recommended me to Paul Rimmer. Paul Rimmer's a main coach, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get on really well with him. And we went down there and I was training my Adam Venture. It was in yeah. Cage Warriors. Yeah. yeah. We just went over some um, stuff like how to get on mount and stuff like that. This was this was like I went that article come out two thousand eight. Yeah, quite a while yeah, back. Probably yeah. less than that. Yeah, and it, Paul was just like, "Keep coming to classes. We'll get you for amateur kid like fights and stuff like that." Mm. You know what I mean? Then obviously I was DJ at the time still, so I had to make a choice. And about round about that choice, I just gave up DJing and started like training more. Yeah. Not so, with Paul Rimmer, but like with up here. I tried to find a gym up here, man. It was like. Would you ever look at SBG up there? There's SBG. South Shields, yeah. Oh, yeah, I trained. I trained. I did a class with Alex, actually. I did what? Mate, did I, well. I, I would look into it because I, I was saying earlier about Fame MMA and Sam Gowland. Sam yeah, was right, genuinely right. good. Like, Sam's wrestling was genuinely decent. Oh, mate, I've got, I've got like a, a coach now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got. Yeah, I'm, I, I trained like Pete Irvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was is, say, I thought you'd said that to me before. But yeah, yeah, the Hardwick brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Hardwick brothers are beasts. I think <laughs> they're really decent fighters. So, so at the moment, what, what is it you're doing with training? You train with the Hardwicks? Yeah. Um, no, no. Um, we've Pete and a, co- a different coach have set out another gym, which we're representing, and that's just literally on my doorstep, man. Like, I literally have to walk out my doorstep and walk five minutes up the road, and we've got another gym called War Bottle Fitness. So, oh, so is that um, boxing, yeah, it's a spin- MMA? It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a spin-off from Pete's. It's basically Pete's gym, but yeah, you know what I mean? So do you, you train like SB- there? Yeah, yeah, everything. I even got a gym there as weights and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is, like, obviously, I'm good mates with Cal, um, Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Cal, I think Cal does his jiu-jitsu at Northeast Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. He does, his, um, he does Team Fish Tank for his, um, mm-hmm. like, striking and MMA game. And then, obviously... You've got um, fitness as well. I can't remember where he does his fitness. It now. does. Uh, oh, what's it called? Oh. Yeah, I, I can't remember what, is it, what the I name of the place is, but 
And there's some people who do it all under one roof, and there's some people who go here, there, different and everywhere. Places, so yeah. Different places, so. mm-hmm. Mate, I'd love to see the next kind of year or two for you for training, so. but there is an interesting development with it all because <laughs> you have a new venture. <laughs> yeah, um, man, I love taking on adventures, don't I? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, what I love about your ventures is that they are successful and they're really yeah. interesting. Um, it's right. hard work, man. It's hard yeah, work. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, esports. So esports is obviously one of the most rapidly growing things recently with video games and mm-hmm. streaming. You you decided to start doing that, what, three months ago now? I remember you literally saying to me, you're going to look into doing it and that. And then in this time, you've got loads of subscribers, loads of followers. Um, you're doing bits in it. Talk mm-hmm. to us about it. So so you're now also a streamer. Um, <laughs> you're, signed, you're sponsored by Elgato. Elgato, yeah. Uh, talk to us about, about what, what's happening there. Yeah, just like, I think everyone's in the same boat. Like, because of lockdown, you can't really do anything. And people are like, doing streaming more. So there's a bigger, there's a massive community coming together now. Yeah, there's because a of lockdown. Influx, yeah, yeah. So basically, I just went, oh, I'll get a PC and see what happens. Because I, lo- I always love playing like Call of Duty and video games, yeah. you know what I mean? One of these people who had a PlayStation 1 when it came out, like, uh, not when it came out, it was a bit four or something. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I'd take up streaming, and obviously streaming's gaming, but it's also the background of social media, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you have to post stuff on social media, get interactions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You're not so, just going to be a streamer and suddenly get more followers, you've literally got to push for it. Yeah, of course, and do all the hard work. But, um, like it just blew up and i was like holy shit i'm just doing this for fun <laughs> i hit affiliate and i was like a week Mate, it, the thing I, is <laughs> you aren't even good i beat you at fifa oh, you know? hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean obviously that is the thing is you've just got to be entertaining interesting like you did your dj set the other day you dj your... set was amazing wasn't yeah it? man oh, ideas. and that's what i'm loving like that's what i love like what you do with it all is is because you actually do have an interesting approach to it it's not just you know, play games or anything like that. You just you do have nice little niches that are good to watch. P- and people think I'm on like like alcohol like nonstop because I'm so hyper, <laughs> just jump around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is just me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I think that that is a talent in itself because there's some people who don't have that, don't have that mm-hmm. ability to kind of just be interesting and be fun. Yeah. So it's, it's good that you are doing that. And generally, it's showing off in the results. As I said, yeah, you've got 100%. a couple Whoa. of hundred subscribers now. We've got two, like, nearly 200 subscribers. And we had my first payout, which was obviously not going to see how much, but yeah, yeah. over the hundreds. And it was like, yeah. whoa. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I just do it for fun. When you were only doing it, like, first off, some people were, like, giving you, like, just gifting you some money in that. Yeah. Just, and it's, like, firstly, fucking insane. Like, awesome. And secondly... Like, I don't think people realise on Twitch, like, 200 subscribers is a lot. Because you pay per subscription, don't you? It's yeah, like 7 eight, nine. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. If you take that into account, I'm not saying that's what you're taking home, because I know you can link it through Amazon. Yeah, you get taxed. Like yeah, yeah. But the idea behind it is that if someone's actually, at least 200 of them aren't all free subscribers or anything like that. They are all, mm-hmm. they are all <laughs> subscribing to you, which is absolutely awesome i got like 50 dollars someone did not it's 50 dollars it's like mate there's no there's no need i'm just doing this for fun yeah mate, it's absolutely <laughs> it's just, insane it's mental man. i love it though i love it the world of reality tv has moved <laughs> to social media it really you has. know what it actually has it really has um it's crazy to think that the money like i mean some of the biggest stars nowadays jake paul logan paul the ksi YouTube, huh? they're all famous from youtube that's it 
and don't get me wrong, they have a talent. I have no doubt about that. Like, people say, oh, it's a talentless thing. Like, it's annoying that they're. No, it, yeah. I like. I say I couldn't. I would love to do it, but you have to push it. You can't just be. You don't no. just get successful. Oh, but like, no, nah, you have to keep pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agree. Um, and and as I said it's amazing scene. Like it's even like a, you watch some viral videos and you see that person on that video. I guarantee you, fifty percent of the time, it's a funny bit that you watch. Two weeks down the line, you'll start seeing that person more and more and more. <laughs> and it's because they already had the following behind them. Yeah. There's um an Australian girl. About a year ago, I saw her do this thing, which is a game we used to always play. I don't know if you played two up, two down, where mm-hmm. um, it's a drinking game where you basically yeah. have to set the rule. <laughs> yeah. the, like the rule might be that you're always drinking uh, with your hand on your lap or something like that, but no one, but people have to work out what the rule is. Now she introduced that on Facebook like a year or two ago, a year and a half ago, I'd say, where she was doing it, and every time she drank, she stuck her pinky out a little bit, mm-hmm. and every time she did that they would say oh two up she'd go yeah it's fine and then when she had it closed etc they would obviously then have to drink so there was really interesting like it's a really interesting topic because obviously that is a casual drinking game but when you don't know it and it goes on social media and people more more people share it mm-hmm. it becomes viral instantly well now oh, yeah. two years down the line she is so famous on social media <laughs> she's got loads of likes on things and loads of followers like I'm, I'm talking nearly millions. What? So what I'm saying is she didn't start off from just, say, me teaching someone how to do something online. She yeah. had a following already. She had that um, She had that ability to, to know what she was producing. Mm-hmm. It's just about taking that time and actually putting it out there and making sure it gets shared. And, and like with yourself, yeah, you've so got nice. 75,000 followers now, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just overnight. It's not just Even I'm str- like, one I, thing. I still, I still push. It's not because I'm following. I have to still push every day. Like mm-hmm. the person, this is gonna sound mad. The person who actually, well, actually got in streaming now was actually Gaz of Joy Show. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, he streams full time. Oh mate, that's insane. That's so cool. <laughs> I was just starting to watch him, and I was like, this is this is like actually kind of good. So I'll start doing it. <laughs> mate, I, I like, I genuinely like Gaz as well. I think he's yeah, a proper so sound good. person. Like I know, like people have obviously said, like over the past, like some of the stuff he's done, but. I think from what I've watched on him online and stuff like that, he's actually a decent guy. Yeah, um, he really is, yeah. I'm glad that he's a good streamer, because that's, <laughs> that's what we're into. Um, before we move on to a couple of topics uh, outside of yourself, mate, last thing. Uh, you've been to saying about another really interesting thing recently, more of like another sponsorship. Okay. Uh, the representative for G Fuel. Yeah. At this stage, I know you might not be able to talk too much no, about it. No, let's just talk about it. Let's just go for it. Mate, as well. Mate, G Fuel, massive, massive yeah. brand. Um I mean, millions of followers. You mm-hmm. are a representative for them. What, what is this? How has it come around? And talk to me. Um, basically, yeah, I looked for the partnership. I was going through Twitter. I was like, people are partnerships with G Fuel. Like, they're getting products out. Like, I could do with some G Fuel to keep us awake. I did 11 hour <laughs> stream and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd get, like, I'd try and get a partnership. And I was like, mm, this is like commission based. I was like, I don't really want to, I'm not really about the money. I just want to try the product and stuff yeah. like that. And I thought, why can't I do something better? And I literally, like, this, this I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. I'll try anything. I'll give a new adventure. I want to try and get G Fuel into gyms. That's no, what I want to try and do. sick. I want to try and cut out the monster because, obviously, monster's bad. It's got sugar, shit like that. But G Fuel is literally zero sugar. Mate, it is. So, yeah. so my brother's into his gaming and that, and he drinks G Fuel. 
Oh, my stepdad is a freak in terms of like, <laughs> anything you drink, he will check it out. He will, like, he's always on his health kicks, and he checked it, and he was like, actually, I can't find much wrong with that. It yeah, is very exactly. impressive. Um, and, and I agree with Monster. Like, Don't get me wrong, I used to love drinking a Monster. See, I was addicted. Mate, yeah, I used to work at a bar, and I used to manage it, and literally, like, mate, I'd be doing ridiculous days sometimes. So I used to always <laughs> say, oh, yeah, I'll get, grab a can of Monster, grab a couple of cans, something like that. By the end of it, mate, my stomach just could not take Monster anymore. Like, after Aye. a couple of months, literally one Monster, and I just felt sick instantly. Yeah, Monster, um, I know. Go straight through it. So, so that's why I do genuinely rate G Fuel. Um, so I'm glad that you, that's something that you kind of approached, and be a big so push, far hey? it's going well. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what contact have you had with them? <clears throat> um, basically, I contacted a partner on Twitter, mm. and basically he's just been non-stop trying to push us out, try to give us cords, sent us loads of products out. And I'm just trying, yeah, I'm just trying, I haven't even opened it yet. We did a, I did a, I can't, I can't ask stuff. I did a photo shoot for G-Fuel on Friday. Bang in, bro. Yeah, because we're going to announce it on the 25th, the next week, that I'm leader representative of the UK of G-Fuel. And, mate, I just want to push it. Like I said, I just want to try and get the gyms first, local gyms first. Imagine if we get, like, if I got G-Fuel at the gyms. How crazy would that be? So just to confirm... I want to check this now. You said it's going to release on the 25th. That's Thursday, yeah? Uh-huh. Do you want us to hold the podcast that goes out on Thursday? No, you can do it anytime you want, man. The man, the mystery. <laughs> I love it. Mate, no, that sounds wicked then. Like, I'm, I I love that you've done the photo shoot. ready for it. That's so cool. <laughs> that makes you just, that makes you well excited. Where did you do the photo shoot? Yeah, literally in my bedroom. Like, in a spare bedroom, the games room. See, I got a photographer, and he just brought all his lightings, and it looks amazing. Who's your photographer? Uh, Kyle, oh, this is his second name. Oh no, no, don't worry. I didn't know if it's Lee Hamilton Cooper from Bellator. Uh, is, this some, is this podcast podcast on pause or not? It's still running. No, no, no it's still it's going. Still running. <laughs> I was going to announce something. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Uh, um, the reason I say is um, I know Lee Hamilton Cooper. I think he's oh, yeah, yeah. based Bellator, lad, isn't he? Yeah. So he he's he's quite a good guy for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, man, so much to have talked about there. So like, busy. It, Mate, we'll think about it. Like we've just done thirty-eight minutes here of talking about you. This is something <laughs> we should have done on the first episode. I should have done it. Shame on me. Um, well, over the last few weeks, we are gonna move away from Sean. Now, there's been massive changes in the MMA world, and I haven't had you on the show to talk about it, which has uh-huh. killed me, Sean. <laughs> yeah, Where sorry. have you been, my man? Um, no. So, uh, obviously, last week's episode with Richmond Key was fantastic. Now that I got you back, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Bellator deal with the BBC. Now, a minute ago, we were literally saying about you getting with Bellator. Mm-hmm. They're going to need some more UK stars in there now because are, it's going to be yeah. big. Uh, what do you think of this deal? I think not just for the BBC, it's good for Europe as well. Yep. You know, um, with like Irish fighters on. But like, uh, it's going to be more viewed, it's going to be more. It's going to spread out to a much yeah, bigger audience. Bigger. Like the tribe that. Was that the BBC Free, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they trialled it before with the Paris event, and now it's actually going to be uh, on. Is this, this is going to be BBC iPlayer. iPlayer, yeah, so that yeah. was, yeah, my bad. So but, um, I think yeah. the previous one might have been. Well, the previous one was iPlayer as well, but they've done. Bellator's always been a bit of a strange one because they've obviously been Channel 5, they've been Sky, um, and Dazone. They were good on Channel 5. They were good on Channel yeah. 5 in the UK. Mate, Bellator are genuinely fantastic. I, I love the way they run their events, I love yeah. everything they do. I'm just hoping they take a little bit more now um, into, they, they invest a little bit more into the European market again because they had some 
brilliant fighters. They had to release a lot of them, which has been a massive shame. Yeah. But now they've got this deal with BBC, I think they could really push for something good here. But they'd need to learn from the mistakes that was made at the Paris event. Mm-hmm. At the Paris event, there was a lot of uh, interruptions with the tech. There was a lot of very, very poor um, hosting. But not, I, I don't want to say the person's name in particular because it's unfair. But it's definitely not Andy Shepard or Liam McCourt. They were both fantastic. But they had some other people on there who, <laughs> who, who, who made some a few probably i don't know if inappropriate is the right word but a little bit cringy jokes and even stuff like getting fighters names wrong and getting getting like so one was asked um he was asked if you're looking forward to fighting pitbull next something like that and it was the completely wrong division (laughs) and he went of course i didn't mean that i meant this person you think come on man man. that's not good um so I, i do hope they sort them production values out there and not leave it on the night because I think that's that was kind of the case was yes you don't know which fight you're going to interview but there are certain questions you can you can kind of prep and pre-do mm-hmm. yeah. um, and unfortunately I don't think that was done on the night I think it was a lot more winged and a, a bit too random because this was another thing I was going to actually bring up for this um, last night Kyle Dalkus won fantastically in the UFC he beat Alex Alejic now uh, Bisping asked him on the on the commentary. He said basically, "Who do you want next?" And Carl said, "I oh, don't mind. I'll take anyone. I'm, I'm going to be ranked ten now. Um, anyone above me, I'm I'm happy to take him." And he was like, "I've got to push you off for an answer, mate. Uh, give me a name." <laughs> so Carl Douglas went, "Oh, give me Stipe then." And he joked and laughed. Right. My thing is, why not have a pre? Why not have a list of names pre-done then? I, I don't. I'm not stating Bisping now. I think Bisping's awesome. I really rate what he does, but. I would have liked to have seen Dalkus ask about an actual name, not just, oh, who do you want next? Because some fighters yeah. don't like to call people out. Exactly, yeah. But take last night, Blades lost, Curtis mm-hmm. Blades. Or next week, you've got Rosenstroke versus Ghani, rank three versus rank seven. Well, if Dalkus has gone into rank 10, the loser of Rosenstroke Ghani will likely be rank seven. Why not make that a matchup? Why not ask him, oh, would you be interested to eye up the Rosenstroke Ghani matchup? Do you know what I mean? In, in, in the yeah. post, just say, oh, who do you want next? It'd be really nice to see some suggestions put forward. I remember I did it with Nate Wood once. I remember like me and him were talking, and, and he said, oh, I ain't fighting anyone. And I said to him, like, what about this person? And he said, yeah, that would be an interesting matchup. He said, yeah, I've always looked at that. And that's the type of thing that I do think needs to be done a little bit more with not only the UFC, but Bellator as well, is don't just op- ask open-ended questions. Ask questions that promote yourself as a brand, not... Yeah. Don't just leave it to the fighter because sometimes the fighters aren't that media trained, and I get it. They're human. They are getting into a relatively up and coming sport, especially after a fight as well. Exactly, adrenaline's going over. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wouldn't know what to say. And and also, we've all had it. We've had mind block where you think about saying something, Mm -hmm. you just don't know what to say, and you're just stuck, and you don't know what to do. If that happens, and it will happen at an event, it's really hard, and you need someone to kind of push that for you. So I would like to see that happen more in the future. Um, another Bellator announcement, which is awesome. Two more here. The light heavyweight Grand Prix. What do you think of that? Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's oh going to be awesome, man. Awesome it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, yeah. <laughs> Who, who's your prediction? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I, I'm, I know it's not light heavyweight. Is it light heavyweight? I really can't wait for Anthony Rumble versus... Yeah, yo. Right. Yeah, yo. Yo, right. Oh, man, yeah, I've got you all over all day, like, but... 
Yeah. So, so this is my view on it. Is I think, I mean, it's totally wrong. Johnson could knock Joel out early. Uh-huh. I really, he, he genuinely could. But I, I think my favourite to win it is Joel, mixed with Corey Anderson if Corey plays his fights right, because if Corey Anderson comes out, up against Rumble Johnson, he mm. cannot get hit because he will yeah. get knocked out. Uh-huh. So what he needs to do if he comes up against someone like that is literally utilize that wrestling that he's so good at. Um, and I think we might see. I think we might see the UFC experience of Yo and uh, Corey Anderson really kind of step out there and, and, and really shine. But the one thing I didn't mention with Reese McKee was I don't want to write off Vadim Nemkov, the current champion. Nemkov mm, looked yeah. really good. He smashed Vader <laughs> last time out. So, exactly, yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's a Fedor Emelianenko prospect. Like, he trains with Fedor. Like, he's, he's a brilliant fighter and his wrestling is insane. So I think maybe I don't want to rule him out either because those three, I think, are genuinely top, top talents. Um, the only person I would have loved to have also seen in it and would have been one of my favourites is Musasi. Yeah. I think Gegard Musasi is an absolute phenom. He's a beast. Uh, last thing to talk about with that, and this all pipes in it, Bellator rankings. So re- this week time. they've announced Bellator rankings are going to be official. I mean, you've just said it. It's about time and... For me, an absolutely awesome move. Yeah. I'm so happy this has been done. Like, it's, it's been said for a long time, this needs to happen. Uh, the, that's what shines the UFC over everything. And I've said this for a long time. The one thing Bellator were lacking was rankings because mm. the fights weren't making sense. Or they were, but they weren't. there wasn't anything to keep track of them. There wasn't like a, oh, he's just beat the ranked fourth person, yeah. so he should be next <laughs> or anything like that. It was always... I don't really know what happens after this. Like <laughs> they had their obviously they had their um tournament, but there was no reason the ranking couldn't have been done. So I'm so glad they put this together. Um, the biggest controversy though from this, it has been put together by 15 members of the MMA media. Um, now they are all I believe Americans, um, and they are. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't mind that too much. Good shit in there. in there. I could be wrong. I don't think they're all Americans actually. I think. There are some from different outlets who report around the world, mm-hmm. but I think primarily it's it's not a UK-based thing. Um, but I don't mind that, to be honest. I think um, there's been a lot of controversy. People saying, oh, the MMA media should be impartial, they shouldn't be involved in this. I slightly disagree. I think this is quite a fair way of doing it. I think um, they're saying that, that, that promotions should make their own rankings well, take something like PFL, which is run pretty much by Ali Abeldaziz. So, Abdelaziz is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, the reason I say it is so I always say that wrong. Um, but basically, Ali is is a fantastic promoter. He's pushed so many great people in the sport. But when you have him running a promotion like PFL and also managing fighters, you think, mm-hmm. well, you're going to look after them, fight your particular fighters. And that's something we've seen in the past. And I've seen yeah. a lot of promotions do it. I've heard of the promoter being also their manager and then them getting quite favourable fights. So uh, I don't c- see why. Sorry, Go. mate. Um, I know, um, not saying favourable fights, but I know Graham does it with Cage Warriors. He's like a, um, a manager as well for Cage Graham, Warriors. Yeah, Graham runs yeah. intensity fight management. Who yeah. A lot of their fighters are signed to Cage Warriors. And the same with Jack Stone. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Stone, Jack Mason from Jack Stone Mason, Sports right. Management. They all mm-hmm. run the same thing. Um, they, they, like he, he runs Cage Warriors Southeast Academy and then has yeah. the management team. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily 
massively negative but i think if people are going to be saying mma media should remain impartial and it should be the promotion well you've got to look at the promotions and say well they're not always impartial either and that's fine but you've got to get a balance between it all um so as i said that's that's i'm not too bothered about the mma media um, being part of it and i'm looking forward to seeing what they produce because it's going to be really interesting better to have some fantastic fighters um and i'm looking forward to basically seeing who gets in their top 10 from each division and having saying that we should put together uh, for next week we should put together our top 10 <laughs> whether we can that. go through every single division or not i don't know oh. maybe i'll put some graphics together but um <laughs> If not, at least our top ten pound for pound, or maybe our top five from each division, etc. Basically, talk about some fighters who need, who should be mentioned. Um, I think it's be a good fun thing, and depending on who who our next guest is, we might get them involved in that as well. <laughs> That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, let's uh, quickly, briefly go over the UFC over the last weeks. Uh, this is the previous format for our show where we used to break down fights. Um, I mean, first thing, UFC uh, 258, Usman Burns. What did you think of Usman's defence? Man, like, I, the first round, I thought Burns just had Usman. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, like, Burns is going to knock out Usman straight there, round one. But then Usman, like, there was only one word for it, basic. Yeah. Basic. It's just so basic with his jab. Just jab? Yeah, yeah. That was it. And that's, <laughs> the, the, the beauty of that is it's not basic in the sense of, oh, you're being basic, you basic bitch. Or yeah. Anything. No, it's yeah. literally... <laughs> stick to your bread and butter do the fundamentals and it will come together and it did yeah, exactly. the, them, those jabs were so powerful Man, put them on his back well even yeah one of them was like he slipped onto his back and then one of them was genuinely you could see him get hit and like he, he wobbled I think it was the first one and he actually looked I think his like legs were going and he thought shit that is yeah. that is rocking someone Um, I mean one thing the reason we changed our format for the show I have to say it now is because I made so many shit calls. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. That's not why we changed it. We changed it because this is a much better format. But yeah. um, I was so happy last week. Me, me and Reese genuinely called this fight so well. We both said we think Usman's going to win it. I did. I think I said it was going to be um, via decision. But the one thing me and uh, Reese definitely spoke about was that Burns has power in his hands. That Burns has very yeah. very unorthodox and quick striking um and and basically we said that that could catch usman and that we i, I literally said i would like to see usman tested i put the autogram out today that i would like to see usman's chin tested and i don't want to see him get knocked out but i want to see how he responds to this that is exactly what happened yeah. we literally saw burns's power and burns's burns's pop in his striking connect with usman drop him and then Usman respond to it and come back and win the fight. Like everything we spoke about kind of came true. And that was so good for me to see because I genuinely meant it when I said I want to see how he responds to it. And he responded like a true champion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and the only thing I think I was annoyed with is I don't think in the UFC fight rank, uh, in, in the report for it, I don't think it classed as a knockdown. Oh, really? But, yeah, I think it was. I think I think that was fair to say he was knocked down. Um, but. I will have to recheck it all, um, but yeah, as I said, it was that was awesome to watch. I, hats off to Usman, what a beast! Um, mm -hmm. I would like to see basically what happens over the next few weeks with him. Uh, well, next few weeks, next few fights, sure. I think he could be up there with one of the most one of the fighters who's going to go. I know he's got Wadnoson's record, but other than that, I think we might see him go on a long, <laughs> lengthy streak here, like yeah. say twenty-two and one or something. That'd be good. Um, right, last night. Big badder boom. 
Derek the Black Beast Lewis. Wow. Um, he's just knocked out Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is <laughs> on this crazy win streak. I mean, talk me through what you think about that. Mate, I just watched... Oh, Derek Lewis just uppercut. That uppercut was brutal then. Just to follow up with two strikes. Mm. When he was already out, oh my dears, he's an animal. He really <laughs> is. And I really like... I, I really like Derek Lewis. I yeah. think he's so down-to-earth and he's so normal. He's such a... He's such human. I know that sounds so weird to say, <laughs> but he's not fake. It was like last week, his promo for this was making me laugh so much because he was going, um, nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to wrestle with him. I'm going to, yeah, I'm one of the best wrestlers in the sport. And he was saying like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to throw hands with him. He knocks everyone out and stuff like that. He was basically taking the piss. But the point, this is why I like him is because he's just got that general humor about him. He's mm-hmm. not fake. He's not trying to like, create ridiculous one-liners he's just funny he's just generally normal and in the post fight they literally said like oh were the follow-up strikes unnecessary and he's like he's like i can't stop myself he said i'm in there i've got the adrenaline going through me the ref is in there and he stopped it he said like he, he that is just the nature of the beast that is him um and i liked it as well because it wasn't like a he wasn't trying to create any crazy buzz about it. He he wasn't trying to like badmouth him. He was literally saying, "No, that just that is what happens in the fight. I've got no hard feelings towards Blades at all. It just like I knocked him out, and that's what happened." And then he started going on about how uh, I think it was Dakota or, or maybe even Texas. No, it was Texas who said, but he said, "Oh, it's really cold at the moment." And he's going, "That's because my balls aren't back there and stuff like that." He is just funny. He's just he so. As I said, there's a there's a different type of funny than McGregor funny. McGregor, McGregor was perfect in his one-liners and his quick wit. Lewis is perfect for just being himself yeah. and just being brilliant. So, as I said, I genuinely am glad to have seen Lewis prevail. Um, I, I, I'm going to lie completely. I'm going to go back on my words there in the mm. sense I think I feel so sorry for Blades. I think Blades deserved a title shot and I think he... I really hope he's maybe one or two fights away from that shot still. I think he's a beast. But I like someone like Lewis a lot. I think it's not... So I saw a thing earlier saying like um, Derek Lewis is the MMA media's worst nightmare because he's so unpredictable. He's so He can either win a fight like by knocking someone out or he'll just get ground out for the whole fight. Well, I still I think that, that man is a gift to the sport. Yeah. Regardless if he wins or loses, he's awesome. I think he's a wicked guy, and I'm glad to see that hopefully he'll probably get the title shot after whoever Stipe um, uh, wins between Stipe and Ganu, depending on what happens with John Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, next week, there's another great heavyweight clash between Jairzinho Rosenstreich and Cyril Gane. Uh, what's your thoughts on this fight? Who do you think takes it? I think if, like we're talking about Derek Lewis, uh, if one of these wins, I reckon... Derek Lewis should jump in for the winner of that. Mm. Do you reckon? Well, my I think Lewis is now ahead of them because Blades and Lewis was ranked two oh, and yeah, four. Yeah, Rosenstrike yeah. Granite is three and seven. Three. So my yeah. shout would be the winner of Rosenstrike Granite faces Curtis Blades. Mm. I think that would make sense. And the loser of that fights probably, I said, someone like Kyle Dalkus, Tom Aspinall, someone mm. who's kind of breaking into that top ten or just. Um, Maybe between top top five and top ten. I would also like to see Volkov probably fight the loser of it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see Volkov uh, Rosenstroke particularly, but if it happens, it happens. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there because I think obviously Volkov's going to be in the picture soon because he's just beat Overeem yeah. five and six. Yeah, I, I think the best shout would probably probably be Lewis holds off for a little while. Mm-hmm. Blades faces the winner of Rosenstrike Gane and the loser of Rosenstrike Gane faces Volkov. That is going to be my call. <laughs> that is Mr. Jones's uh, prediction. <laughs> um, but who? Um, how do you see Rosenstrike Gane going? Who do you think wins it? I see Rosenstrike. Like, he's going to win. He's, he's eleven and one, man. That's right. yeah. But then again, that is seven. Yeah, he's... <laughs> it's a real hard one this for yeah, me because people have been raving about Gane and saying how good he is. I'm not going to lie. I'm very disappointed in him because yes, he's won every fight. I think he needs to start. Ah, uh, no, this is going to sound awful because he's <laughs> winning, so I can't fault him. Yeah, but I don't. He's meant to be this insane kickboxer. I'm not seeing it yet. I'm seeing good striking, but I'm not seeing awesome striking. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing stuff like, like for example, Ngannou's not got awesome striking, but he's certainly got awesome power. Yeah, Rosenstruck's the same. He's got awesome power. Um, Blades has awesome wrestling. I am not sure if Gane's kickboxing ability that he's famed for is awesome just yet um, but then he's facing Rosenstruck who's also known for this kickboxing style um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how these two face off now this is why I struggle with this fight is because I think Gane might have the better well rounded game um, and Rosenstruck might have just the power over Gane um, for example we saw Rosenstruck really struggle against Overeem yeah. he beat Overeem in the 5th round but let's be honest he lost the rest of that fight now, Gane, as I said, for me, hasn't imposed himself on, on fights enough. So I think it's genuinely a tale of who shows up on the night. I think Gane, I think Rosenstruck takes it. I think Rosenstruck could probably knock him out. Um, because I do think, as I said, Gane, Gane presses sometimes or he, he throws a lot of strikes, but it's never significant enough to knock someone mm-hmm. out. Whereas I think that potentially if he's there standing toe-to-toe with Rosenstruck, I think if Rosenstruck catches him with a big old punch, I think Gane might get dropped by it. Um, but the only other side of it I can see is potentially Gane grinding out for five rounds and, and literally um, just beating him in the striking department. Not knocking him out, but just taking it across yeah. five rounds and, and doing what Overeem pretty much did to, to Rosenstroke and just, just dominating him. Um, and then hopefully not getting caught last second. <laughs> like, oh, literally oh the years. last second. Um, so so oh. it's going to be a really interesting fight. I'm picking Rosenstroke for the, sec- for the yeah, moment. But if I'm totally honest... I actually want to see Gane win it. I really like oh, Rosenstrike. Yeah, I think I he's awesome. But I think with the with the French MMA scene at the moment, definitely that's going on, and with the undefeated, the O on his name, I would mm-hmm. like to see him maintain that. I would like to see Gane become a phenom. That's what I mean. As I know it sounds harsh that he's won his fights and that I'm saying it's a negative. I just think I would love to see Gane be an absolute beast. Um, be be look unstoppable, and I'm not sure if he looks unstoppable just yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wouldn't mind seeing him take it. But um, if I have to put my money in it, I think I'm going to take Rosenstrike. Oh, I'm going to agree. Actually, I'm going to agree with you. Bloody lovely. That's what I like <laughs> to hear, my friend. <laughs> Guys, sadly, that is now all we have time for. I mean, we have just made an hour of the show, and that is what I like to that's see. Thank you all for tuning in to the Ultimate MMA Podcast. Make sure to like, share and subscribe to us and make sure to tune in next week for another hour of MMA greatness. I've been your host, Jake Jones, and I want to say a massive thank you to my co-host this week, Sean Gilly, for not only hosting this thing with me, <laughs> but also being our guest. Mate, that was oh, awesome. Genuinely, 
awesome to talk to you. Um, I'm sure all your followers will be interested to find out about this, but also Definitely. just for us as well, like anyone who enjoys the show is listening. The views are going up now. Um, it's great for them to get a bit of a background on you because I am not interesting at all. My background <laughs> yeah, is not are, like that. <laughs> Mate, I will give my backstory one day, but uh, it's certainly not an hour's worth, so I appreciate you being here for that, my man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, be sure to let us know any feedback for the podcast, and once more, make sure to tune in next week to the Ultimate MMA Podcast. Yeah.